call late night talk on O double one double eight three O seven O two. 41 minutes after, so that is 19 minutes before the top of the hour, before we reach 11 o'clock. And this is the open line. We are, of course, discussing the battle between the public protector as well as Minister of Public Enterprises, Pravin Gordhan. Various comments coming in on the matter, various SMSs, and I'll get to those SMSs and WhatsApp text in a minute. But before we went to break... I told you that Adrian Lekay is on the line. He's the spokesperson of Minister of Public Enterprises, Pravin Godan, and he wants to uh, comment and respond uh, to all the comments. Uh, Adrian, good evening. Good evening, Oliver. Thank you, uh, thank thank you for time. calling in, Adrian. Um, I, I, look, I, yeah, I have a few questions for you, but I would like you to take the first go at it and tell me what your f- initial comments are. No, you can ask me any question, but I've, what I've heard whilst I'm driving... You quote extensively from the public protector's report yeah. and the public protector's findings. The minister has brought the review application. We issued that application with a founding affidavit in the minister's name to all media. Mm. If you can just refer to some of the contentions that we put forward under oath, where we challenge every finding the public protector has made, and please just give proper balance to your readers. If you don't have it, we will provide it for you. But I think it's unfair that you only quote from the public protector's findings, which we vehemently contest. We say in our argument she misinterprets the law. Mm. We say in our argument she didn't take any of our submissions into account, not only from Minister Gordon, but from two other implicated parties. We make the point that she brings out the final report within 48 hours after receiving final submissions to her preliminary findings, and we question the timing of her actions. Now, if you don't want, if you want to disregard everything we or other implicated parties say, please go to a judgment on Monday a week ago from the High Court in Pretoria, Judge Tomei. As far as I know, that judgment has not been taken on review by the public protector, and that involves the Freda Dairy aspect or investigation, mm-hmm. where the court is absolutely scathing about the public protector's conduct, about her abuse of power, about uh, interfering into investigations to protect political figures, in particular the former priesthood premier and MEC Mosebenzi Zwane. And the court is absolutely scathing on how she conducts herself. So if you want to provide context, please do so in a balanced manner. And we are challenging the public projector in court, and we want this thing to be reviewed. You can put any questions to me in that. Fantastic. A a number of initial thoughts here, uh, Adrian. And and, and listen, um, uh, I'm not at all disregarding it. Like I said, uh, maybe you had missed it while you were driving. Is that I think the very strong point that the submission of the minister is made to the courts in the review application is that the minister uh, is that the public protector is acting outside of jurisdiction uh it is uh two years too it is lay outside of the two years time frame that she is uh restricted to within law i think that's a the strongest of the arguments that you guys raise and i think it's an important argument and i did say that i want the public protector to respond uh to that particular question uh, and i think it's important yeah. that we have clarity on that that's the first yeah, uh, if, matter if you, if you get a response from a good luck because we've been trying from our very first correspondence we remind the public protector in terms of your act there is a limitation on which incidents you can uh, there's a time limitation from matters that you can actually investigate 
This is older than two yes, years, yes. which is the limitation in your own act. We yes. don't get answers. Maybe you have to Look, look, I, I, I agree with you that that needs to be answered. It's an incredibly important uh, question. On the second matter, uh, Adrian, is that the, in the submissions you guys made, you, you argue that the public protector uh, uh, is misinterpreting the law. And I am saying, in the one instance, she may be, and that's in the instance where she says that the act the minister relied on uh, to uh, give effect to the early uh, retirement, in fact, doesn't give him that powers. And I think the challenge you guys made to that is an important one. On the other matter, though, the public protector asked asked a very important question, which I think is in great public interest. And that's the argument where she makes that there has not, in fact, and in law, being a retirement, therefore, Mr. Ivan Pillay is not entitled to the benefits of retirement when there wasn't in law and in fact a retirement. That to me, while being a very technical issue, uh, Adrian, is a very important question because it's because she raises something very simple. She raises the fact that this guy never stopped working. Right, and that is a factual basis that no one disputes, and I think that's an important no, question. No, 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 we dispute it, Oliver. We dispute it very pertinently in our application. We said you are not reading the sections of the Public Service Act correctly. I think it's section six yes. something. Um, we have made it very clear in our application you are wrong, public protector, in your interpretation of the law, and yeah. that opinion is based on our senior counsel's opinion. And also, we point to the public protector. When Tom Moyane was SARS commissioner in 2014, he asked the attorneys for SARS to bring out a legal opinion on the permissibility in law of an early retirement. They found nothing unlawful about it. So that's some of the multiple, about six opinions that we cite in our papers, where we say everyone we ask for advice, no dissenting voice indicated any impropriety, either with the early retirement or with the reinstatement on a contract basis. We point to the public protector that our interpretation of the law is pertinently wrong, that in fact there was a retirement, that it was authorized by the minister on advice, and that SARS was free to employ him on a contract basis after that. Yes. So um, here's why, I, uh, Adrian, I, I, I think while your challenge to the public is that she is, in fact, wrong about that, for, uh, uh, for general public interest, I think the question of whether the manner in which this uh, uh, early retirement was granted, is that something that's in public interest? Importantly as well is that the public protector's response to the argument you're making right now is that when you read these acts and these laws in isolation, the minister acted lawfully and he acted according to the advice he received, and that's perfectly fine. But when you read them together, which I think often we should be doing in terms of law and how public processes play out, it doesn't make sense. No one at any point stopped and thought, hey, this guy claimed he had health issues. He asked to get early retirement with full benefits, where SARS will pay uh, the actuarial uh, shortfall of more than a million rand uh, to uh, the government uh, uh, pension people. Thirdly, this guy never actually, in fact, stopped working. What ma- what happened here is that his contract was changed, and one of the senior counsels, also giving legal opinion from it from the outside, said this just looked like a guy who asked for preferential working conditions when he had no real entitlement to it. That's a very important question. And the fourth matter, and the fourth matter here is yeah. before I let you respond, Adrian, is that what does this do to the public purse? Importantly, the minister then later on 
uh, uh, by the way, not I'm, 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 I'm sorry, later on, Mr. Ivan Pele got a promotion to acting commissioner of SARS. No, no, Oliver, you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are either factually incorrect or you are confusing the facts. I was at SARS at the time. Yeah. I've got first-hand knowledge of what went down. I don't know what other external senior council opinion you refer to. I'm not aware of it. Uh, th- this is the one number that the two. public protector cites in her report that she had also sought. No, I'm not aware of any other opinion. If you are referring to the opinion of Mr. Ma- of Mr. Advocate Martin Braxy, yes, senior counsel, please go and read chapter six of the Nugent report. The Nugent report captures what Braxy, Charles's own counsel in 2014, advises them, and Braxy advises them against taking suspensive actions against Ivan Pele, which they disregarded and which were overturned in court. Number two, when Opa Makashula made the recommendation for Ivan Pele to go into early retirement. He consulted with the acting director general of the public service department, Mr. Kenny Governor, yeah. who told him in the public service there are 3,000 other cases of particular level officials with experience who chose early retirement and who were retained in the public service because of their critical skills. Number three, the line of Ivan's health and a reason for his retirement is something the public protector has been punting. I was at SARS at the time. He wanted to leave the country, partly because of the stress related to his job, but also to relocate his family to Europe, where his children would study. SARS didn't want him to leave. He had every intent to pack up bags, go and live overseas with his family, so that his children could study there. And he made preparations in that regard. SARS pleaded with him to stay. Ivan Pele was one of the founding members of the institution that we left in 2015, which was a world-recognized and well-functioning and efficient revenue administration who could actually meet its revenue targets. That's why SARS wanted him to stay. And I say this from first-hand experience. I worked in the institution at the time. My, my just last two questions I have for you, uh, which uh, the first is the public protector raises this in a report as well, is that why did the minister see fit to uh, grant Ivan Pele uh, early retirement when he in fact knew that SARS didn't want Mr. Pele to leave the institution? That's the first question. And the second question is, on the submissions you guys made when you took it under review, why did you, uh, your office feel the need to include all the other non-related to SARS matters that the public protector is involved in, all the other judgments that she had gotten wrong? Because it shows a conduct. It shows there's someone in charge in this constitutionally created institution that is absolutely vital to our democracy, who, number one, doesn't understand her mandate and her own laws that she must administer. Number two, doesn't follow her own due processes. Number three doesn't even answer when, in terms of her own act, you ask her, in, in terms of what uh, provisions are you acting because you are out of time. Who disregard submissions you make, and when you cite previous judgment, it's exactly to show that you are dealing with someone who doesn't always act rationally in terms of their own legislation. Someone in such a powerful position um, who we have serious issue with.
Your first question, just repeat it. So the first question is, uh, why did the minister continue to uh, grant Ivan Pele? uh, uh, Why did the minister eventually decide to grant Ivan Pele early retirement when he knew that, in fact, SARS didn't want to uh, let go of Mr. Pele at the time, given that he had uh, critical skills that was needed in the institution? No, look, Mr. Pele is entitled to early retirement in terms of the law. So that is right. Um, the recommendation came from SARS. Look, yeah, he's, 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 sorry, he's, he's entitled to early retirement. However, he's not entitled to early retirement with full benefits, which is what he was granted. No, the employer exercises that. Yes, this, that's a discretion, right? And, and discretion can and be like wrong I, or right. And that's the question I'm asking. Okay, then the public protector investigates the other 3,000 cases in the public sector at the time that we were advised is completely permissible and law. No, 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 you're deflecting, Adrian. Is, yeah. Adrian, you're deflecting. We'll get to the other 3,000 cases. Those, those are when? important, but answer for this particular one. This particular one is completely allowed for in law. That's why you get six legal opinions before you act. Yeah, it's when allowed for in law. But it's still a discretionary matter. And the question I ask again is, the minister knew at the time that Mr. Pillay's skills were desperately needed in SARS, uh, and yet he gave Mr. Pillay early retirement with full benefits, knowing that they didn't want to let go of those skills. SARS applied to the minister for two things, Oliver. Yeah. Number one, grant Mr. Pillay early retirement. They cited the legal provisions which makes that permissible. Yeah. Number two, the request of the minister, can we then, after, he, after we meet the penalty shortfall, after he goes into early retirement, can we reinstate him on a contract basis? And both those proposals from the SARS commissioner at the time, Mr. Opa Makhashula, was confirmed and allowed for by the minister after he applied his mind and see what the law allowed for. Okay, this is not a comment. This is just a, a, a. This is not a question. This is just a comment I will make, and then I'll give you the last one minute uh, to give me your parting uh, comments, Adrian. Uh, firstly, and 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 the comment I'm making here is that I think that the tone which your office took against the public protector is one uh, that's unnecessarily abrasive and aggressive. There was absolutely no need on your part to be able to cite all these other cases to to uh, to prove a pattern of making bad decisions. All you needed to do is, in this instance, prove that you guys had made the right decisions uh, and leave it at that. When you do, when you, uh, uh, as you say, that the person, the public protector, often uh, acts out of uh, jurisdiction, acts out of procedure, and 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 doesn't listen to people. I think in that instance, you're now attacking the character of the person holding the office and not responding to the substantive matters raised against you in the report. That's my last comment, and I'll give you the last minute to wrap it up. I think substantially and fundamentally I disagree with your interpretation. I think if you go and carefully study our legal submissions both to the public protector's office and in this application to court, you will see that we went to extraordinary length to argue the law and that you may be dealing with someone who gives little consideration for when either she is challenged on the authority of the law or her own actions. And we will exercise our rights before court and ask for the court for a more rational interpretation than I think both you and I can give at this moment. Yes. Uh, Thank you so much for for giving us the call, Adrian, and engaging on this particular matter. Uh, That is Adrian Lekay.
who is the spokesperson of Minister Pravin Godan, uh, responding to the conversation you and I are having uh, on the matter of the public protector. Look, um, a number you, you guys heard my arguments to Adrian. I think that there was an unnecessary and abrasive attack on the character of the public protector. They just needed to respond to their substantive matter. And I think that should be good enough if they have a case. All the other matters, I think they should have submitted that to Parliament, to the Speaker of Parliament, uh, in the debate about whether or not the public protector uh, is fit to hold office. Minister Praveen Godan is making an argument to the courts that in fact, Minister uh, uh, Public Protector Busiswe uh, uh, Mkwebane is not fit to hold office when that is not even what is in question. That is not what the review is based on. And I think uh, that was unnecessary. And I think that is the part of the intimidation I was speaking about. I think importantly, uh, um, uh, what is important in this instance is that the review process does happen. Adrian Lekay say that, uh, and as Tebukho Malachi also made the argument, that the public protector misinterpreted the law. I think that should be left up to the courts. And this is why this review process is so important. The last comment I'll make here before we take eyewitness news is that the public protector has gotten many decisions wrong, and that's correct, but so that the former public protector, and that was uh, uh, Professor, uh, uh, Professor, uh, wow, why is her name slipping me now? Uh, Helen Zeller's new best friend. Uh, and, and I think it's important uh, that we recognize that sometimes people will make bad decisions, but this is why it's important that we have review processes. When a high court judge gets a ruling wrong, we don't call them a constitutional delinquent or we don't call them not fit to hold office. We appeal the decision. This is Late Night Talk.